Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. Hello, Lana Hill-Kawani. Hello, Nick Hayes. How are you? Oh, your voice is sounding a lot better now. I know. I'm just, yeah, loosening up. Loosening getting, up. Getting warmed up. Ah. <laughs> hey, this is one of my little favourite subjects to talk about. Yes. It's where it goes back to my roots. Yeah. Back to where I first started in media. What is it then? It's media monitoring. <laughs> Famous for the long intro. But media monitoring. It's a cool topic. Media monitoring, media intelligence, yep. media analysis. Yep. And what better person to have a chat to about it than the man who started up Stream, S-T-R-E-E-M, Elga Welsh. Elga, welcome to the show. Lana, Nick, thanks for having me. Mate, thank you very much for joining us. Um, Stream Tell us where it all started, media monitoring. Um, you weren't one of those ones doing scissors and glue and cutting pieces of clippings onto paper and sending them off to the <laughs> government. Uh, you, you're sort of relatively a new starter in the whole media monitoring industry. That's right. That was more our competitor doing that. Um, <laughs> I luckily, uh, I, I worked in, in government and uh, I had the opportunity to see how media monitoring worked and Media intelligence worked, and um, I guess got a bit of a, uh, a preview of what was and wasn't working. So uh, yeah, I came out of government. I was you know a customer of media monitoring. I was getting that every day, and uh, you know not dissimilar to those ads you see on TV. You know where you say there's got to be a better way. Well, that's kind of how we approached Stream, and we thought, well, there's got to be a better way of doing that. And so Stream kind of born out of both my experience, but also some other um, now shareholders and advisors and staff who had worked on the media side as well. And yeah, really understood there was a big opportunity in that in that sector. There was only one player at that point. And uh, yeah, Stream got in and and uh, and started to uh, yeah, disrupt things. I think you gotta, you've actually got to have a background behind this, don't you? A backstory where you know, you've seen or been a participant, you've been a user of a particular product and probably see the weaknesses and, and potentially the strengths. You, you obviously saw that. And what was, your, what was the driver then to, to take this to market? Is it that you could do it better or the fact that you had the tech or you believe that you know, this, this, this is just not quite right? Yeah, look, absolutely. I think having that background in comms and media, but also get, getting a lot of advice from people in that area too, because it is a very specialist area. And it's not something that if you ask the average person on the street, what is media monitoring? A lot of them don't understand that. And a lot of people who often go into the industry don't understand what it is either. But I mean, we've always, we've always approached Stream with one real golden rule. This is effectively the only tool that our customer buys, the corporate affairs team, the media team buys. It's got to be really good. It won't absolutely be perfect every day, but it's got to be really, really good. It's got to make sure they can do, you know, I guess, help them to do their job a lot better every day. Um, and so, you know, with that principle, we're now to build a you know, great product. I think the way that Stream's tackled it is um, it's a nice hybrid model between people and tech. We haven't gone down a model where it's purely technological. We haven't gone down a model where it's purely people. And, uh, you know, our, our customers want to be able to call up, want to be able to talk to someone real, they want to be able to solve problems, but they also want to get things really fast. They want a really good platform to do that. They want to be able to show their um, 
their stakeholders, uh, you know, nice coverage, nice analysis, nice metrics. So, yeah, look, having that background in PR and comms, really useful. Uh, and, and that's been something that we've tried to do really hard here in terms of the people we hire, um, you know, the staff we've got and the advisors we've got as well. I love the fact that, you you know, people don't quite know what media monitoring is. Yeah. I'll, I'll share something with I you. I didn't. No, well, <laughs> neither did I when I first walked into it. I just want to share something with you, Elga. Um, I applied for the transcript manager's role at Reheim in the year was 1996, I think yeah, right. it was, or 1997. <laughs> you know, when, you know, people used to actually type out the words of audio, but I realised I couldn't type. And to be a transcription <laughs> manager, you really sort of needed to sort of lead by example. But when I found out what us, the, the media monitoring industry did, I said, look, put me in sales. I love this stuff because it's information that you just need yeah. to work and to operate. And without that information, you're sort of almost playing um, behind the eight ball. Is that, is that still the case there, Elga, that if you don't have that kind of information and that data – you're not really playing with a with a full loaded pistol. I agreed, and I think that it's changed even more because not only if a media team isn't getting that information, is it a problem? But often now, a CEO, uh, you know, an executive team or a board can get access to that information really quickly as well. So, if you as a media team don't have a tool or don't have a a service that's giving something to you quickly and accurately. Um, you might have a problem because you might have a CEO who pings you an email and says, well, what's this story? So, yeah, I think it's critical. Um, and it's interesting you talk about transcripts. I mean, these products, I mean, yes, they've come a long way. They, they've advanced. But in many ways, they haven't either. People still love transcripts. People still love um, – look, print is still an enormous um, you know, media type for a lot of our, our teams, getting something into a print, into newspaper – is, is often seen as more value than online, for example. So, you know, when we have conversations with publishers, that is something we say to them and, and they're aware of too, that, you know, print, these these sort of media forms that aren't perhaps as new, they actually still carry an enormous amount of value, um, you know, as compared to, say, social, which is still valuable, but uh, getting something on page two of the Oz or the AFR, yeah, really, really valued by executives, by teams, but, yeah, by media teams. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think it's we, we share very similar positions from a media stable and an expert registry perspective, Lana, yeah. don't we, in that the positioning and the placement, particularly in traditional media, and those decision makers that hold the purse strings of any business is that that's the place they want to be seen. They yeah. don't necessarily want to be, you know, in a, let's say, a tweet or a, a, a social media post. They want to be seen where their colleagues, where their um, uh, competitors are, where people can read and consume them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's because of the barriers to entry, though, you know. The barriers to entry are obviously almost non-existent for social media. Correct. We, anyone can put out a poisonous tweet, but, yeah, you're not going to end up on the, you know, page two or three of the Oz or um, the AFR if you're uh, if you're just anybody. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Now, Elga, we 100%. do we do share we do share a lot of uh, similar things there from a media stable perspective and a stream perspective. Earn media is something that you are very passionate about. I've heard you on other podcasts talk about this. What is it? And you just made reference to the AFR, etc. What is it about earned media that that's just so important for corporates and for the for the business leaders out there? It's quite funny because coming back to what I said just a few minutes ago about people not knowing what media monitoring is, a lot of people don't know what earned media is either. And, yeah. Um, I was just having a discussion with someone in our in our staff who's, who's just joined recently, not in a not in a media role, but actually a legal role. And and fair enough, she's probably not totally briefed on every little part about this media sector because it is quite niche and it is quite it, it is quite small in some ways. 
in terms of the service we provide to a, to a very niche group of people. But yeah, look, earned media, you earn it, you go out there, you find it obviously with a journalist and it's, it's special and it's valuable because of the work that that team does to, to land that piece of coverage. And obviously sometimes there's coverage that they don't want to be in. They don't want to be in that earned media, but we're, we're a really big promoter of it because you can buy media, you can promote, you can be on social. Um, as, as Lana said, you can go out there and you can put something out pretty easily. But the filter that's being applied by really smart, um, deep thinking people in journalism and in publishing, that's the value. That's what you're, that's what you're going for. And people know that when they read a story in the Oz or the AFR or they see it on the ABC or nine or seven or whatever it might be, that's gone through a filter. And as much as some people might disagree with you know, quality of journalism or you know, uh, there's always debates around those sorts of things. Ultimately, actually what you're getting there is really high quality information as compared to something that's on social. And that's not, again, to say it's not valuable. It's highly valuable. Social does have a place. But corporate affairs teams, media teams, that convergence happening more, but they still want to see those big media brands. They still want to see their information in that. And, you know, we've talked about this previously, but COVID is, is a really big example of how powerful earned media is. That's where people get their information from. It's not, it's not just online. It's not just on social or from friends. It's from really big media sources that have uh, enormous impact in society. Oh, I totally agree with you. I think it, it has been a, a, a renaissance period there for radio, television, print, and, and, and its online products purely for the fact of quality and also to, I guess... Uh, the quality of journalism but the authenticity of it is that there are the pillars of journalism that are required for this content to go through and you can believe this more uh, than you can, for instance, that's a, a post on Facebook or, 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 or Twitter. It's got so much more uh, bang for its buck being in traditional media, Lana. Yeah, absolutely. But I think too also the, the uh, combination of traditional media on social media, that's a really – I think that's a really exciting combination and something that we've seen I think a lot of during COVID because even though obviously we know that radio had a really lovely renaissance period, we also know that people are consuming media in so many different ways and I guess that's where the media monitoring aspect comes in, Elga, where – you know, you've got to look at everything now. You can't just look in, in what's happening in the newspaper. You've got to look in Instagram or Facebook to see what's being talked about on in traditional media terms as well. Yeah, look, spot on. And we, and, we, and that's right. We do all of that. So you've not just got to have newspapers and online news websites. You've got to have TV. You've got to have radio. You've got to have it deep into regional areas and also international as well. And then you've got to go into social too. And I think what, the experience that we have and the feedback that we get from corporate affairs teams more and more is, yeah, show us where traditional media is on social, show us the opinions around those subjects. So it might be that a story lands in the Oz or the AFR or the Daily Telly, but it then gets its life of its own on Facebook or on, on Twitter yeah. or elsewhere. And and not just not just the actual metrics around it, shares and likes, but yeah, what what's the qualitative information coming out of there? And so often we have clients who not only analyze the media's view of a topic or issue but they then put that exactly side by side with what the social um you know the social media's view of that what is the, what is the citizen's view of a particular issue uh, and that's a really powerful proposition if you can do that in real time if you can do it from a really deep source of data um, and you can line it all up really fast and automatically and uh, and allow a media team to make a decision off it puts them in a great place with stakeholders um, and, and finally i think earned media where marketing has always been measured really nicely, finally earned media and comms getting better metrics and getting better uh, measurements alongside the work they do. 
Oh, the old metrics and the measurement yeah. side of things. It's uh, it, now look. It, uh, I've been out of the game for a little while. Uh, Elga is. Are they still <laughs> using AVEs, uh, advertising value equivalencies? Uh, Unfortunately, are they still? Oh no, <laughs> a PR firm still bumping them up by three or four times the factor because <laughs> that's what they love to do. But you know what? The measurement though, it is important though. It's got to have something because you know I've always said this, and 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 I think it hits home with you too, Elga, is that if it's page two of the AFR, it's got, and it's an opinion or it's an editorial piece, it's going to have far more value than a little banner ad at the bottom of the AFR on yep. the front page because it is something that people have written. It's something that people are consuming and they're not glazing over as they would for in the case of ads. Is that, that'd be fair to say? Uh, very fair. And, and I think, look, obviously we have lots of conversations with people about AVE as a, as a measure and I think we've seen actually to our um, delight, a lot of companies move away from it. it. It is a metric that still gets used and I, and I understand why people are attracted to it because it's a, it's a single number, it's a currency, it's in dollar form yeah. and you know, ultimately everything else in a business is being measured in dollars and so why not measure media? The problem with it, as you say, is that it just isn't like for like. You know, a banner on the side of a website or a print um, item is just not comparable to a really well thought out, researched, hard hitting pieces of media coverage, and 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 I think that's a debate that's ongoing, and we see more businesses moving away from it, which is which is excellent. We try and say to people, if you don't have it in your business already, don't introduce it. It's not worth the debate. It's not worth the, worth the trouble. Sure. Um, and I think the other part of it too is that it's open to interpretation because yeah, unfortunately there isn't a set of metrics around this which are unified that all MMOs are using or that, you know, all, all press is using. There are different companies doing auditing and, and measurement of these um, of these media types. So it's a real challenge, but we do say to people, if you have to use it and it's already there and you can't get rid of it, it's a, it's a great opportunity when you do make a move in, in monitoring to sort of refresh your, your insights and your um, analytics. But if you can't, put it alongside some other things that are a bit smarter as well and, and, and give, give the customer a bit more of a uh, you know, the stakeholder a deeper view of your coverage, not just a dollar symbol. Well, that's a good segue. So, Elga, for the people that, you know, I didn't know what media monitoring was four years ago, for all the other people that don't know, what are some of the other metrics that you think are actually, you know, useful to look at aside from ABA? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a great question and actually uh, some work that uh, um, Asha Obroy, who joined us uh, last year, and is building out our, our media analytics uh, side of the business, division of the business, she spends a lot of time on this, and you know some of those metrics can be as simple as what's our share of voice, what are the themes in the media coverage, all, all the way through to the salience of your own brand versus another's placement in, in that media. The most important thing is when you're doing that analysis, really there's two types you can do here. You can look at you know a very quick um, platform-based insight where you you know took, take all your media, give me a couple of charts, or you can go a bit further than that, and you can do it monthly or quarterly and look back and understand. You know, what is actually being said in the press? Is that going to affect us in the future? The sorts of reporting that the team do there, which is very rich information, and, it, and it's really designed for senior stakeholders who are making big, you know, very important critical decisions, is to give them a selection of metrics. And, yeah, share of voice is a great one. Favorability, you know, sentiment. Yeah. We don't like to do that automatically. We like to do it with people if we can to get a really good result. We can well, do it automatically. You can't do that yet, Elga. <laughs> no, not yet, unfortunately. Not in a not in a great, a greatly accurate way. I mean, it, it's actually really good when it comes to. I shouldn't say really good. It's it's pretty good when it comes to social, shorter content, easy to understand. 
with the exception of sarcasm, it actually does okay. It's probably correct. <laughs> you, you try and put sentiment over an 800-word piece, piece in the paper, uh, it's just very, very difficult to do. Yeah, because it's a roller coaster, isn't it? I mean, it's you know, you, you just don't know, you know exactly where it's going, positive, negative, balanced, wherever, oh, where it's okay. sort of heading. So it's, uh, that's interesting. Go, and is- what's positive for one company, it can be completely negative for another in that exact same piece of, um, of news. And that's what makes it so difficult. And you can do, you know, there's, there's things called entity analysis now where you can say, hey, we think this is good for brand one, but it's actually really negative for brand two. It's still more difficult to do without a person who's having a bit of a look at that and producing really high quality information. I think that the rule here in, in analysis is what fits the business, what kinds of decisions are you making on that? If these are not big decisions and they're just little indicators, it's fine. Do, yeah. do simple, straightforward insights, you know, do it out of a platform. If you're making big decisions and your board is looking at this information, better to have a person look at that, better to analyze it properly. Technology is helping it a lot. It's really, really getting it ahead. It's making it faster to do. We can analyze more coverage, but you still want a person having a look at that too. For a lot of people that will be listening to this today, they won't have a clue as to the, the really the behind the scenes that are going on, that yeah. everything that we are publishing, we're broadcasting, we're talking about is being monitored. Yeah. You know, Big Brother is listening. Yeah. And he does have. And and Stream is is one of the companies, an, an, an Australian-based company. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the other one there, uh, Elga, I sent you. <laughs> it moved over to, uh, I think it's over in the UK now, or it's somewhere in Europe. Um, are you? Yeah, well, we won't mention their name, but um, they're they're now. You are you the biggest Australian-based uh, media monitoring company in Australia? Yeah, that's right. I mean, streams streams uh, Australian-based, Australian-owned, and uh, that's a, that's a great position for our business to be in. And I think that yeah, you know, we've been we're very grateful for the market as well because there's been a lot of customers that have that have taken a chance on stream in its early days. I mean, we launched in 2017. We're now. Yeah, coming up to four or five years into that story. So there's a lot of PR teams, a lot of corporate affairs teams that have been really big backers of Stream, and we, we appreciate that. The Australian angle is obviously very useful. Um, interestingly, as we as we as we grow and uh, as the market gets more sophisticated, there's more demand for global as well, global content. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of multinationals that operate in Australia as well, so they want to see content in Southeast Asia, the Americas, Europe as well. So it's an interesting challenge for Stream moving forward too, which is you know, making sure we're getting content in, in other markets, making sure that's really quick and fast. And we've done a lot of work on that over the last six months. You know, we can give our customers a bit more of a global view now than perhaps what they had two years ago. So that that's shifted in the industry as well, which has been an interesting one to watch. Now, you, you, you're sort of, as you've mentioned, a relatively new player to the to the system and obviously now a leader in it. What were what were some of the failings of the industry beforehand that you wanted to make sure you weren't going to be a part of that you wanted to get right? I think for us, there were a few things. The The application of technology was really important. And I said at the beginning there that we didn't want to be a company that just threw tech at the problem and said, you know, whatever the output is, that's your product. That's not how we've approached it. We've put people in there as well. Um, and I think customers really, really value that. But, you know, Antoine Saboran, who's the, the CTO here, has led a, an engineering team in-house that's developed a really fine product. And Nothing is ever perfect, particularly in media monitoring. There's always going to be the odd um, item of coverage that doesn't show up for some reason. There could be a hundred reasons why that doesn't happen. But we get that pretty good and we get that pretty accurate. That's a really big uh, big jump forward. The, the other thing, too, that I think is interesting is the pricing model. When Stream entered the market, we saw 
really high levels of um, volume-based charging that was going on in the market. So, you know, customers were in a situation where if they had a big month of media, either for a good or a bad reason, yeah. they would also get a really big bill on the other end of that. And people just hated that. And yeah. I think that really one of the only reasons the market moved in that direction is because, you know, competition came in and that was able to, uh, you know, to move that. Uh, and we, we weren't the only ones responsible for that. But I think in the, the major player that really had spent a lot of time in this market prior had gotten, you know, reasonably comfortable around its pricing and its systems. And, and that, that change has been excellent for the customer because now they know exactly what they're paying. I mean, who wants to go and talk to a, you know, a manager about the fact that your bill's blown out 30% because you got a whole lot of bad media coverage that month? That's a disaster. It's a double whammy, isn't it? <laughs> not only did we get right. bad coverage, uh, we got a lot more of it and uh, we got a bigger bill to, to go with it. it. <laughs> wow. Try it. Well, it, it does, and I look as as a former you know, person from the industry. I'm well aware of that, and also well aware of the positive stories that also too. I mean, it's a lot easier to pay a bill when you're getting positive stories coming through. True. That's a much easier. That's a much easier yeah. walk down the hall for they, sure. They yeah. don't mind. They don't mind paying those, and I can share a few stories with you, Elgar, about some of the the past uh, uh, <laughs> positive and negative stories that have run around in this industry. But it's good to see that it's cleaned up. I mean, it's good to see that, that you know, and obviously you've come from an approach where you were a user yourself. Uh, and seeing the opportunities to go away and mend it. Um, is there media that we're not monitoring? Is there media that we're not going to be monitoring in the future? Do you, do you have a bit of a, a look into the, 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 the crystal ball and see you know, what kind of media we will be focusing on and looking at in the future? Look, I think that, I mean, companies like Stream actually do a really good job at making sure we're finding as much media content as we can and that we're bringing that out and, and making it available to the customer. That's something we've got to do all the time. So an example of that is where customers weren't getting um, streaming news networks like Ausbiz or, or Ticker. We got in there really quickly at a right angle when they launched and said, we want to make sure we can do licensing deals with you. So we got those together. That was great. Um, I think where else it goes is probably data, you know, the measurement of the stories themselves and the impact of that. You know, it's not the actual content, but what's the impact of it? That's going to be really interesting to see. as not a media type, but a measurement type. Got it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, looking to those other media that have popped up, and you mentioned Ticker as, as one I think um, has blossomed over the last couple of years as uh, small business content coming out that, you know, probably – would struggle with an audience. Um, you know, that, that's probably not necessarily their model, but their model around uh, getting their content out, they can't say that the content's not good. It's just that uh, finding it and getting hold of it is, is always going to be a, a challenge. Uh, social media, yeah. Elga, social media, how much of that are you monitoring? Yeah, it's a good question. So we do, uh, we do everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, blogs, forums, all that information, and we have to put that all together we launched a product this year called Stream Social, which is sort of a, an add-on product inside the Stream platform that allows our customers to see all that content in one place. It's been a really great success so far with the business. We've you know, brought a lot of our existing customers into Stream Social. And what, what the beauty of that is for them, they can see their earned media coverage and they can see rich social coverage alongside it. So that's been a real game changer. And I, I think that that's clearly where the industry is going, having it all in one spot. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's... Uh it's good to know. And I think sometimes, Lana, it is difficult for some businesses. They rather sometimes want to just put their head in the sand and not worry about what else is going on. But 
I think if you really do the monitoring well and the intelligence side well, not only as a brand, you can not only be watching what your competitors are doing, but you can look to do it better. Yeah. You can learn from their mistakes or learn from their successes. Absolutely. And faster, better and faster. I think if you, obviously, like if you're a startup and you've got, you know, loads of capital sitting behind you and you've got to be able to make these decisions in a faster kind of ecosystem than perhaps an established company with 15 or 20 years behind it. If you've got that knowledge of brand and brand perception and then, as you said, all the um, the conversations that are happening on social media, uh, alongside it, it's just incredibly powerful. Yeah, it's awesome. Elga, what's oh, and, and, and look, com- oh, sorry, to but competitor, competitor monitoring is a huge uh, piece. One, that's exactly right. It's not just what your brand's doing, but you know, seeing the content around your competitor or an industry, and then analysing all that. And we have clients who use uh, Insights products to understand when product launches go up. You know, what what does a really what's a good textbook example of a, a technology product launch? How yeah. does that look? You know, who are they talking to? That's yeah. so cool. And know the journalists that they're talking to, the publications that they're going to. Yeah, I like And can it. you go another step further? I think if we, you know, if you use this kind of information and use it well, I, I think you can really, as a business, um, take yourself to another level. Yep. That, re- that sends me down to the next question I've got there for you. Got, who, do you who do you work with? Who's your typical client? Yeah, so look, um, corporate and government, we work across both those sectors and Look, a typical client is uh, a, a, you know, a corporate, for example, that's in the media you know, a couple of times a week all the way to a few hundred times a week. I mean, we work with large and small. And fair to say Stream's profile of customer, particularly in the first two to three years of its development, was large corporate and government. So brands that moved over like large banks and telcos and energy companies and airlines, uh, very supportive of Stream. And then also at federal government level, Stream now works with... Uh, and just under half of the major federal government departments who have transitioned to Strange platform and, and service. So, look, we work with all, all, all shapes and sizes. Uh, we work with PR firms. You know, we work with, obviously, small startups that are launching and, and really value-earned media. So, you know, we can fit that product around what their requirement is. There's lots of scaling up and down we can do within the platform. Cool. Yeah, that, that is cool. I mean, I think for a lot of people that will be listening to this, they might just be small micro businesses or medium-style businesses that are thinking, oh, this could be really handy for us. Um, sort of what would be the entry level then, uh, Elga, to get into the media monitoring space? What Are we talking, you know, two, five, ten grand a month? What's, the, what's typical for, a, for a, a, a stream client? Well, look, yeah. I mean, if you're a, if you're a small client and you're starting out and your media coverage is is reasonably low, you know, you're looking at sort of thousand dollars and upwards for, for monitoring. But it can go lower depending on what you need. I mean, it's a really bespoke product in terms of how we price that up and how we we put that out in the market. You know, some customers come to us and say we only need online. You know, we just need print online. We don't need TV and radio. We're just looking for social. I mean, stream social pricing is in the in the hundreds. You know, per month. Um, large corporates and governments, they obviously pay a lot more than that, but they, their sophistication and their need is, is significant. Volume of content's high. They need, you know, account management and support day to day. And they also need a lot of volume of information. So, yeah, it just scales up and down based on services. Other things that we provide in the market too, you think about, um, we have a product called Outreach. That's journalist data, you know, being able to send press releases and, and reach them. 
um, instant insights. Obviously, the stream social in there as well. So, yeah, it just depends on what the customer is looking for. It's a really sort of bespoke kind of thing, but we put that together very quickly when we have the conversation with the customer, just knowing what they need and and uh, and, and putting it. Uh, it's really just like making a cake, you know, get the ingredients, put it together, and then um, away we go. You can have the chocolate cake or the tiramisu. Just depends which one you want and what ingredients you want to put in there. I love it. I love it. Uh, Alga, it's it's great talking to you about the insights as to sort of the monitoring industry too because I think that, you know, we we sometimes just think it goes out there. We think it just sits out there in the in the in, in, out there in the big wide space and we don't think that it's going anywhere. But there are people that are tracking. They're looking for certain keywords. They're looking for the things that are relevant to their industry and they'll um they'll observe it and take it on. Um, the question I guess I, I really do want to ask is uh, from a monitoring perspective side is that uh, what is the what is the future of it because um, there just seems to be so much content out there so much media where are we going to place this where are we going to be uh, in a couple of years time if not another decade because there's so many changes what's happening where are we going to be I think that uh, a couple of things are going to happen here I mean I think that the convergence of all the media types is already underway and you, you mentioned that before, print, online, television, radio, social, having that in one place, that's a big tick. Visually presenting that and organising that information, given the volume, the content volumes out there increase every day, managing that better, making sure the customer can see everything in one place and isn't missing anything, but also isn't spending you know, all their time sorting through data and content. I think that's the first piece. Get that right. Yes, converge the media types together, but make sure what you're presenting is relevant. I think the second big one, as I said earlier, is measurement. So yeah. being able to arrange that content and then give meaning to it. So, so many times, I mean, Stream does a lot of its own uh, media and we, we have a couple of people that work within our business that do that day to day and giving journalists stories and, you know, working with media companies around use of their own data. And when we put our own stories out there, we immediately get a response, you know, we, whether it's from customers or new partners or, or new people we can work with. So we know that that works. It's actually measuring that better that's really hard. So trying to get better data around this is, is difficult and, um, you know, watch the space in forms of what we do over the next few months in that area. We think we've got some really good solutions to being able to provide a corporate affairs team and a media team a much better view of actually how their media is performing without sort of numbers that are, you know, as you say, a bit higher than they should be or made up or multiplied by four. There's some really good stuff we can do in that area. So I think, yeah, the market gets to... Yeah, more volume, how do we handle that? And then once we've got that volume, how do we really measure it properly with some metrics that actually make sense and that are, that are, that are convertible in a business that someone can take to a meeting and everyone understands? So uh, just a quick question. Are you monitoring podcasts, Elga? <laughs> Don't do. monitor, monitor this podcast. one. <laughs> we do. Let's we launched that uh, this month, actually. Oh, just, uh, month. there you go. Well, let's see if they monitor this one. Send you a little pricey on uh, <laughs> Elga appearing on yeah. the Experts podcast. Famous. And the way we do that is really interesting. It's, it's actually very similar to the, the, te- the television and radio technology where we're obviously listening to things and understanding what's happening in them and then we present that back as alerts into um, into our platform for the customer to be able to see and they can go off and uh, listen to that content. And podcasts are really, uh, I mean, it's, it goes without saying, it doesn't take me to say this, but burgeoning and uh, exploding in popularity. And the customers were thrilled when we introduced that. That was something that particularly news and current affairs, uh, you know, or, or, or product-related podcasts, they've been really, really popular. 
Um, the, the, the challenge there, of course, is the scale of that. And there sure. are just so many out there. Uh, so um, monitoring everything and making a decision as to what's relevant and not relevant, that's, um, that's an interesting challenge. But no, podcasts have been huge. And um, you, know, you talk about new media types. I mean, there's a great example of something that podcasts have been around for you know, a long, long time. But obviously, their time has come with COVID and just the way the media is moving. And, and now that's something that's available in um, in media intelligence companies like Stream. Well, here's a little bit of intelligence there for you, Elgar. A lot of our clients, uh, we've got 300 plus clients in our system and at least 30% of them now are saying, um, how can you get us on podcasts? Yeah. And it's not just traditional media that they're looking to be a part of. They're looking to get into those niche uh, podcasts that are relevant to their industry and relevant to their Highly audience. Highly engaged audiences. So it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a growing number. And the Experts Podcast is one of them. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, so engaged. So engaged. Elga, great to well, have you. No worries at all. I was going to say your argument around that's perfect though because that's exactly right. Why, why measure something in a dollar value when you know that actually there's a really highly engaged audience? Might not have a huge volume but a really highly engaged audience somewhere and that's why those metrics haven't worked great. You know, they've been a really broad sort of general kind of number but actually, you know, there's, there's tons of media out there that may not have you know, a million people watching or listening, but actually are really effective in a particular sector or industry. And yeah, your podcast is a great example of that and others too. Ah, <laughs> you're a brother from another too mother, Elga. I love it, I love it, I love it indeed. Hey, Elga, if people want to get in contact with Stream and get in contact with your people, how do they do it? www.streamwithtwoes.com.au Beautiful. Elga, thanks for joining us on the Experts Podcast. Thanks for joining us, Elga. That's another great one, Lana. Beautiful. Well done. That's Elga Welsh from uh, Stream, um, good media monitoring service. um, And I highly recommend it too. If you you are uh, in the – if you're not monitoring the media, if you're not monitoring your brand, make sure that you are. Um, there are there are different things you can do online, but these guys do it better and uh, and do it well. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to another media or another expert next week when we get back on the Experts Podcast. Look forward to having your company then. Can't wait. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.